guys, it's Janice. If you love this podcast and you've gotten great value and maybe a bit of entertainment out of past episodes, please consider a donation in support of both my podcast fees and my coffee habit. There's no obligation. Just click the link below and thanks so much for your support. Now on to today's episode. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Hey, hey, and welcome to this week's episode of the Connections Coffee and Confidence podcast with me, Janice. This week, I'm interviewing Heather McGregor of Quantum Tones. You might remember her as the fabulous storyteller from episode 52. It was called Not Living the Cookie Cutter Life. I've invited her back on because Heather has changed the name of her business and the way she describes what she does. And I was itching for the opportunity to talk to her about that process, about changing her language so her messaging is a better reflection of her work. I asked about the pushback that she's received, and we explore why she thinks we need to go dark to find our way. And I asked about the phrase dark marketing because I don't know. I don't know how it lands with me, and I really wanted to explore that. I loved hearing about how Heather has accepted this evolution of her business, and I hope that it resonates with you, especially if you've been fighting with changing your own messaging. So have a listen and enjoy. Hey, hey, and welcome to this episode of Connections Coffee and Confidence. My name is Janice Fogarty, and I'm a communications strategist. This podcast is where I get to talk about all things strategic communications, including content creation and messaging. So whether you create content for your business or as your business, I know you're going to find something in each episode that contributes to your success. Thank you so much for being here today. And now, here's today's episode. Hello, Heather, and thank you so much for joining me today. I am incredibly looking forward to this chat because I've been watching what you've been doing, and I am excited to dig a little deeper and really explore the the things that have brought you here today. Mm -hmm. Um, But before we jump into that, for everybody who missed our first interview, which was like a year and a half ago, and yeah. I will link to it in the show notes for anybody who wants to go back and catch up. Um, can you just give us a brief rundown on who you are and what you do? 
Sure, a brief one. Um, I love <laughs> succinct. Uh, my name is Heather McGregor, and I had a business called Naturally Present. Um, since we last spoke in the last year and a half, I've gone through a massive rebrand on many different levels, personally, business, name, brand, colors, all that stuff. Um, and basically, I coach and mentor uh, women to really step into their power, to really own and know and um, and be in their power, not just conceptually, but in their body, in their actions, in their words, in their life, everything. And I really help them to focus that into their business as well. So looking at things like marketing and offers and pulling out content and stuff like that, we're going to get into that later. But in a nutshell, that is what I am doing currently. So what has what has changed then in the last 18 months? Because yeah. on some level, they they're almost the same kind of business, but but I yeah. know that they're not. Yeah. So what's changed? Exactly. The foundation. So. Uh, I can tell you a little bit about how it came to be. And that was, you know, my journey through social, I suddenly lost my stomach for 99.9% of the content I was engaging with and coming across. And um, I know I'm not alone in that. I know a lot of people have gone through that and sort of, you know, I'm, I'm leaving Facebook. I can't say it, but we all come back, right? (laughs) Because it's a great tool. Um, but I really took a deep dive into what, what is this resistance? What is this dislike, this, this lack of taste I have for what I'm seeing out there. And I came to the realization that it was the regurgitation, the repackaging, the repetition, that was a part of it. But it was also that there was this collective light narrative that we had all subscribed to and were sort of repeating and repackaging and repurposing and just putting out over and over and over, but it wasn't making the changes in my life and people's lives and all that. So for me, it was looking at, well, what is this narrative about? And is it actually truth? So I started to explore the dark, like really unleashing myself, unplugging myself from content. So from social content, from my own content, from the content of the programs I was delivering, from the content I was giving to clients, all of that stuff, and really learning to turn my sight and my senses inward and to rely on that as my source rather than the collective, rather than the narratives, rather than the platitudes, you've got to be in gratitude and yes, you can have it all. And all these things that we see out there that aren't actually creating transformation in people's lives. So in a nutshell, (laughs) that's what happened to me, a lack of distaste for what I was seeing. And instead of just, you know, staying in that lack of distaste or 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 leaving and not coming back I wanted to get to the truth like what is this about so I spent a good year really diving into that and unraveling it and seeing what is this and and what is the truth like how can I get deeper and deeper till I land on what I call capital t truth as opposed to what we spout as truth (laughs) okay and you use the phrase light narrative yeah what do you mean by that yeah so, you know, we're all there, there is, um, especially in the coaching industry and entrepreneur, spiritual entrepreneur and all that, there is this language that we have all agreed upon and plugged into as the way we need to speak, the way we need to show up, the way we need to be. There's this light um, collective and we've all plugged into it. And so the content we create comes from that source. And for me, the way I'm a very visual person, and I see it as I'm a current, 
and my, I'm plugged into a current. So you're plugged into the light, into the collective, into the narratives that we've agreed upon, and that's all the content you have access to. But when you unplug from it and you instead learn to situate yourself in your own frequency, your own core, and you allow content to come from there, it's a brand new narrative. And sometimes you pull through stuff that you didn't even, you've never heard before, or you've never heard it put that way, or there's a, a, a code inside something you're saying that kind of like blows your own mind because it's not coming from the collective that is stuff we already know, we've already seen, we've already heard, we've all agreed upon. So it's really about unplugging from that source and plugging into your own source, which is unlimited, vast, current, and brand new. <laughs> And when you say light, like, do you mean like light and fluffy or do you mean like light bright? Yes, both. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's all the right. light and fluffy and that's pretty obvious. And I mean, we all, yeah. you're, everyone's scrolling right past that. It has no impact now, but there's also um, a different element. And by the light, I mean, it's conscious. We've got the light on it. We all, it's in our conscious awareness, it's familiar, or there's a sense of knowing, or I've tasted this, or I've experienced it before. It's not new because the light's still on it. But when you turn the light off, when you go dark, now you're in this place where it's unknown, where it's brand new, where it's fresh, where it's alive, and where it's very, very current. It's so interesting because it's really counterintuitive to think of when you turn the lights off yeah. that things are, are, are new and alive. Yeah. You know, it's, like, yeah, it's the return to the source where it all comes from, but we rarely return to the source. We stay in the light and the known and the familiar, and we, we see something and we get inspired, but we say, oh yeah, I'm going to do that too. And we do, it's not new. It's not from that vast emptiness. And it, you know, I talk about the dark. When I first got into this, I kind of felt, ooh, the dark, that's kind of, you know, we've all been told that's bad. <laughs> but what I realized is that's actually, that's the pure light. It's unmanufactured. It's where everything is born from. And so it's brand new. It's one of the reasons why I was really drawn to um, get back in touch and ask you to come back on because mm -hmm. the way that your language has changed since you've come back, like, in your emails, in your lives, in your posts, in your, in, in the way you approach seemingly your life. But I mean, that's a broad sweeping statement mm -hmm. from my very narrow viewpoint, but the way that you approach things publicly, it's very powerful. And it's really, it's not dramatic. It's just definitive. And the language that I find you use now compared to the lighter language in that old fashioned way um, that you used to use, which was endearing and attractive. This is like powerful. Yeah. And also attractive. Um, <laughs> in a different way. <laughs> in, a, in a different way. Yeah. yeah. So has it been really hard for you to, to change the language and to change the way that you talk about things or has that been part of your natural evolution? It's definitely, is it an evolution? It's definitely an evolution for sure. And it's part of mine. And I, would, I wouldn't say it's been hard in the sense that um, I, I feel like I don't really have a choice. 
<laughs> if I want to continue doing what I'm doing. But also, um, it's very challenging to put out there because it is very different. And um, it, it pushes people's buttons and boundaries and, and things like that. And so there's that side of it. So it it feels much easier to ignore it or to soften it or to water it down. But I know that when I'm doing that, I'm out of integrity, I'm doing it for shadow reasons. I'm not doing it for power reasons. And, and when I say power, it's not about look at me, I'm all powerful. It's just that really knowing who I am and what I'm about. And I know that when I get to that core truth, when I can unravel something all the way down to the actual truth of it where there's no more place to argue like it's so potent and those are the things that unlock me and take me through the next portal that I need to go through and so of course I want to deliver that through my marketing and my content and and help other people to do that too because when I help someone else to do it they deliver something that can be impactful for me and so I want more of that and and so in answer to your question is it hard yes it's challenging because it's different but it's not hard because I I desire it. I have a taste for it. I, I'm I'm excited. I'm enlivened by it. Wow. Do you get a lot of pushback? I get some. Yeah. Not not as much as I thought I would. Not yet, but I do get some for sure. And um, you know, it's not a language that everyone's comfortable with, and that's okay. I'm not here to make people comfortable. I'm not here to hold people's hand. <laughs> Yes, yeah. I'm here to be me and to invite people into my journey and my realm that want to join. And what I've come to realize is that when I really do this correctly, and when I say do this, I mean, you know, allow myself to go dark and unravel things down to the core, the actual code, and I deliver that. I know that what I'm putting out there is only going to activate or impact or speak to the people who are ready for that. So it cuts out the fluff. So we talked about the fluff before. It naturally cuts that out. Most people who aren't in the place for it aren't even going to see my posts or they're going to read it and it's and just move on. It's not going to do anything. But the people who are ready and want the same type of experience in their own life, the same potency, it will impact them. And then a conversation can start. Um what you just described there, um really jives with me because I, before we came on, I was kind of doing a little refresher and I was listening to your live stream about sacrifice. And to me, what you've just said is the exact same thing, just in a different way in that you're sacrificing the expectation that everybody's going to hear you and everybody's going to like it, or the expectation that you're going to get immediate sales when you talk. And I think um, there's, there is an incredibly, uh, scary and powerful facet to that, because I know a lot of people get frustrated with putting out, like putting out live streams and nobody's, nobody's watching while you're there talking. And you're like, what am I doing this for? First of all, if you don't like talking with nobody listening, don't ever start a podcast. <laughs> I hear I've gotten real good at sitting in a room by myself and talking out loud. <laughs> yeah. But that whole thing of not getting that, uh, the not having an attachment to the outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Sacrificing that attachment. Um, and I think it's like, I think it's very brave of you. And I think that there are a lot of people out there who are very interested 
in adopting that approach, but either are too scared to, don't know how to, are vaguely aware that they're not comfortable with how they're doing things. And so they're probably not doing things, <laughs> but they don't, you know, like they can't put their finger on that. Yeah. So I, I, I hope, I hope this, your word really gets out to people who are interested and, and, and ready to hear it because it, it lands incredibly well when people are, are ready for it. Yeah. Um, from my perspective. <laughs> um, I love, I love how you talk about unplugging from content. And I know mm. people might be a little surprised to hear me say that considering the primary way I, I pay my bills is through content creation yes. for other people yeah. um, or advising people on content creation. But I do think it's incredibly powerful to not um, drown yourself in everything else that everybody else is doing. Yeah. So when you talk about that unplugging and, and the feels that you get from it and, and clearing yourself, do you think that people can actually clear themselves from everything? Do you think people can really unplug to that depth that might be required? Yes, I do think it's possible. Um, it, it's a choice. So it doesn't, I'm not anywhere near saying stop consuming content. Content is fabulous. But content is delivered in a way, from my perspective, that it has an opportunity to impact me, to create a transformation, to deliver something to me that helps me. The problem comes when I hold on to that content as the gospel truth and I stick to it and I'm not willing to change and I don't move forward or I regurgitate it and repackage it or, you know, there's that clinging to the content. So by the unplugging, I mean really letting go of narratives, of beliefs, and that's the hard part because we, we, our life is a belief system. Absolutely. And the more content we consume, the more ingrained those beliefs get. And quite honestly, most of us gravitate towards content that reaffirms our belief system, right? We, it makes us feel good. So of course we want to read that kind of content or watch those videos or listen to those podcasts. But when we can unplug from the narrative and simply experience content freshly in our bodies, not so much in our mind, it's all about the body, not so much with the mind, we bypass the belief system. And then it's, I think of it like the body digesting. So the words come in like food, the body has this innate ability to pull the food apart, take out the useful nutrients, discard the waste. The mind sucks at that. <laughs> It holds on to everything. And, and, oh yeah, remember you read this yesterday. So I got to be this way today. And we spin and we spin and we spin and we spin. So can we unplug to the level of, of emptiness? Yes. And it's work and it's a choice, but can we also just unplug enough to allow life to be experienced in our body and less in our heads? I think that's where, that's where we start. That's where I started really getting into going into my bones, moving my sight inwards, my hearing inwards, turning it all inward so that when content's coming at me, I either get an experience or some nutrients from it, or I don't. And then I move on and it's good. That's the process of digestion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How did you actually go about it? Like, how did you actually go about unplugging and clearing yeah yeah 
That's a great question. So, I mean, I have a, a background in meditation. Having said that, meditation isn't necessary. For me, it's really, I mean, there's a, a process I went through and still go through to unplug when I recognize that, hey, I'm caught up in a narrative, in a story, in beliefs, in the collective, and I'm spinning in that. And I recognize it in myself. Then I sit still, I get quiet, I, I go inward, and I start to feel my own currency, my own frequency, that, that current that's within me. So that's a process. And I spent a long time doing that to get clear on what the hell was going on for me in this big shift and really learning to be in that space, that tension of not knowing. Um, but ultimately, it's it's a choice. So your mind is always going to be moving and sending thoughts. That's just, that's the job of the mind. It's what it does. But I get to choose which thoughts matter, which thoughts don't, if any thoughts matter, if no thoughts matter, that's always a choice. And it's a moment by moment choice. So the, an unplugging can be that simple, where your mind is like, oh, I'm supposed to be in gratitude. Are you? Well, but that's my choice. <laughs> if I'm not in gratitude, I'm not going to get what I want. Is that true? No. I've seen tons of people out there who are getting what they want, and they have nothing to do with gratitude, right? That expression you really can have it all. Really? Can I sit on my couch and watch hours of Netflix eating cake and potato chips and have ultimate health and a grand business? No. <laughs> Unplugging from that content is very, very important. How do you know when you have unplugged enough? Mm. To have I'll let you know when I get there. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> no, but Part three coming up. <laughs> For me, it's... Um, there's a feeling, you know, it's different for everyone and it's even different for me in the moments, but I know because it's, I'm just there. I'm so present. I'm in my body. I'm in my energy. I'm in my frequency. I feel it. There's maybe my mind is moving, but I don't really notice, or I'm not, I'm not there with it. I'm just in this clear, uncluttered, unfiltered space and words are coming through me. <laughs> words are getting written, things are happening, and I'm just present. Yeah. And for me, that's the unplugging. When I start to go, uh, you know, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to make this happen. And I get all up in my head. And then I want to go look at what other people are doing. That's me plugging back in. So I start, I've learned to recognize where I'm at with myself, where I am at energetically, where my body is, if I'm living up in my head or if I can bring it down into my body more and learning to move from that space. So, you know, it's a, it's not, I, I think one day we'll arrive there. I hope, <laughs> but it's a constant process and it's, and it's, it's a commitment and it's just a moment by moment choice and really getting to know myself, really getting to know my shadows, really getting to know my mind, really getting to know my frequency. Like who, who am I at a real core level that that spark of energy that's inside of me. And where does it want to take me next? Yeah. Extraordinary amount of trust <laughs> to put yeah. one foot in front of the other and see what happens and one foot in front of the other and see what happens. Cause you're stepping into the unknown when you go into the dark. Mm. <laughs> but if you believe that the dark is where the new beginnings come from, you can't help but trust. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get a taste for something and you move on it. And then you get a taste for something else and you move on it and, and on it goes. 
Well, that's interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> and so that, that mindset and that approach to, to marketing mm-hmm. and to content creation and communication, um, that has all shaped your business now. Yeah. And so I'm assuming you've got like a new set of offerings for people who want to tap into that for themselves. I know you, to date this episode, we've just finished um, launching Unleashed. Can you? Uh, Well, I just finished the Disrupt the Narrative. Yes, sorry, I beg your pardon. That's okay, yeah, yeah. But Unleashed is coming out, it starts November 16th. So I'm not sure when this will air, but probably after that or around about there. So Unleashed is a six-week practicum into the art of dark marketing. So it's really, um, you know, setting the foundation, learning how to build the right frame for your business and for your offers, for your marketing. We go into frequency. We look at what true freedom is and where, like you said earlier, the sacrifices are, (laughs) the sacrificing the false freedom for the true freedom. Um, and really honing in your ability to focus on, to keep your focus inward and to, to, to keep your focus unplugged. So that's a big part of that program. Uh, I also have a one-to-one that I haven't publicly announced yet, but I will say the name of it here. It's called Execution. Ooh. Yeah. Think of the executioner. Off with her head. No, just kidding. (laughs) Very dark. We've gone very dark. Yes, but it's also about executing because it's grand to talk about all this stuff. But if you don't execute it, if you don't put it into practice, put it into your business, put it into your life, then nothing happens. So um, that's my one to one when that's a real sort of uh, VIP type experience. Um, And then I'm also launching at the end of November, a monthly lab the dark marketing lab. So that will be coming out at the end of November. So that's a monthly thing. You can come to one, you can come come to all, all of them, whatever, where we actually go in together and you present your marketing or your offer. And I put my eyes on it with this lens of the archetypes and, and really looking at where your frequency is and your power. And we get that going. I also do activations. And then additionally, and I don't do a lot of this, but I do offer done for you services. This is fairly new where I actually um, connect with someone and create some content for them based on their frequency. And that's been a super fun experience. It's really oh, hard yeah. because I have to not put my name on this amazing stuff that comes out. <laughs> but but it's yeah, but it's lots of fun. Yeah. But I do what? limit that because that takes a lot of time. So I know that one too. Yes. Yeah. It is yep. a big, big investment of time. Yeah. Um what I think is is really interesting um, and what really draws me to this is knowing and uh, like I've been observing for the last I don't know maybe six six six-ish months a lot of people are changing what they do in their business and they're they're changing their focus or they're changing who they work with they're changing how they approach and sometimes they change what they do full out. Yeah. And it's like, I guess from a a business cycle perspective, it does kind of make sense where the pandemic saw this raft of new businesses, you give it a year and a half and then you're like, okay, things are not exactly right here. I'm going to change this. Yeah. But it makes me wonder how many other people are, you know, 
two years into their business or, I don't know, 20 years into the business. And something just isn't right, but they don't have either the courage or the time or the insight to be able to um, pull it apart and, and, and re-examine everything to decide the best course forward. Was there, was there a moment for you or was there like, what was the catalyst that made you begin this change? Unplugging. It's exactly what you said. I think, you know, especially like you said, with the pandemic and everyone online, there was this um, narrative or suddenly everyone was a coach. Yes. yes we plugged were. into that narrative and there it was inundated and everyone was trying. And for some people, it is their frequency. For many, it is not. And so when you unplug and get in touch with who you really are, maybe you're supposed to be doing something else. So it really comes from the unplugging. And for me, that was the big thing. Like, really, is this who I am? Is this my core frequency? Is this, it's not a purpose. It's not about what am I here to do? I've let go of all that too. It's really about the core frequency. What is the energy? How can I uh, host that energy and allow it to move me? And so I think a lot of people, when they, when they start to unplug, suddenly realize that hey, this isn't the work for me. This isn't the industry for me. And I'm meant to do this, or I want to do this. So now I have a taste to try this. And having Mm -hmm. that courage to, like you say, make the change and and make a step forward in that direction can be really, really challenging. But the more you unplug and the more you turn your senses inward, the more you get in touch with that and take one single step. I think this is the other thing. I mean, we all want to see the big picture ahead of time because I want to know I'm safe. I want to know I'm on the right track. Yeah. I want to know it's going to work out. We can't know that. And that, that desire for that, that clarity and that big giant picture is what actually holds us back from taking that one necessary little step towards something that takes us to the next step that takes us to the next. And that's very much the dark. You take a step, you take a step and you take step and things happen. And you learn to design your own game. Cause I mean, we're all playing a game, right? <laughs> but you learn to be the designer rather than, um, when you're plugged into the content, you're not designing, you're following someone else's design, all the other scripts, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. No, it does make sense. I do think that. Um, And I, I recognize some of what I do and what you've been talking about, because it's overwhelming when you are creating content, the, that, that pressure, when you are so in that space, it's everything that you can see, just like everything else in the world. Like, you know, whatever it is that you do, that is, that shapes your perspective on what happens. That actually is your world. And it is so necessary to pull back and think about, okay, no, my client actually doesn't do this that way, or I don't do things that way. So no matter how cool that that reel is, (laughs) that actually doesn't work. So I applaud that person for doing it that way because it it looks like it's working and great, but I'm going to find the way to do it for for me or for my client. Yeah. So like, I really, I truly resonate with what you're talking about. I I think, and I'd love your opinion on this, 
especially right now with the economy being so shaky. No. How big do you think people's desires are to take that step into the darkness? Mm-hmm. Or do you are you seeing people kind of shimmying back into what they used to know or just staying still because it is what they know? I'm just curious on your perspective or your experience. Yeah. I see all of that. And I, I mean, I do see people moving towards it and I see it coming from a place of um, knowing it's the next step. But I also see it coming from a place of fed up with all the crumbling systems. Right. And if we want to create something new and we are trying to create it from the known and the collective, we create the same systems and the same thing over and over. If we want it brand new, we got to go to the source and create it brand new. So I think I, that's my perspective on it. Um, and I, I see people on all different, the whole spectrum. <laughs> There's people all over it. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it is, um, to say to go dark, maybe your dark means you go out and get a job, or maybe your dark means you were never meant to be a mother. Who knows, right? So yeah. I see a lot of that happening as well. And I think that's grand. Yeah. 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 Yes, there's somebody that I follow on Twitter and she was just, she actually had that exact same point to make. She was saying like, I see a lot of freelance people right now going back into an office and getting a nine to five and good for you. Yeah. Nothing wrong with any of it. (laughs) And that's what I love is, is that approach of um, supporting the individual and what's right for them. And when you talk about how, you know, you struggle with doing certain things because it's, it's not an integrity or things like that going into your dark and moving through it is hard, but it's easy because it's in your integrity. Um, that's one of your values that most definitely comes through. And it does come through, not just in the way you present yourself online, but the way you speak and the way you the way you run things. Mm. Is that something that you consciously try to create messaging around, or is that just so simply part of who you are that it comes out naturally? I, I can see both sides to that. And I would say it's a, it's a bit of both. I mean, I have a natural writing tendency. I'm just really, it's always been with me and I love to do it. And so that part of it's easy and very, very natural especially when I'm in my frequency and I'm allowing the content to come out as opposed to filtering it or running it through the collective. And so there's that, but of course, you know, I'm I'm also trying to build a business. And so there's, there's conscious intentionality around some of that, but the Mm -hmm. content itself for me, it's yeah, I'd say it's just naturally who I am. So you're clearly operating from within your dark. I'm trying. There's good yeah. days and light days and dark days. Oh, that's life. <laughs> exactly. That is absolutely life. And yeah. do you know what I did not do? I did not go back to our original interview and see what the best piece of advice you had ever received was. And I oh. searched in my brain frantically, huh. but so from today, mm. what would you say the best advice you ever got was? I know exactly what it is. Um, and I'll give you the context afterwards, but the, the piece of advice is choose. One 
single word to stand on. And, you know, I, I, I think I mentioned I lived at a meditation center for three years and part of the teacher training was a six month meditation. And I remember there were times where we'd get caught up in the drama and the mentors there would just say, choose. And everything falls apart. The whole drama falls apart because I was choosing the drama or I'm not choose. It's such a powerful word and it has stuck with me and it is something I practice every single day. Choose, yeah. choose. Oh, that's... It's, it's simple, but it's potent. Yeah. That's effective. Yeah. That's effective. And part of its effectiveness is the simplicity. The simplicity. Yeah. And I know for me, I'm very into the archetypes. So looking at the energies of shadow and power and seeing where I'm at and then choose, right? If I see I'm in shadow, choose power, choose, just choose, make a choice and act mm. on it. And act on it. Along the lines of choose, I would say, you know, just try it. Just try to unplug for anyone who's listening. Just take some time to unplug. And I mean, really unplug and be still and see what's in there. See what happens. See, see where the energy wants to move. And trust, for me, a lot of it is getting out of the head and trusting my body. Like I do my quantum flow practice, um, all these about the body. The body knows. The body will never, ever lie. My mind is going to lie to me all day long, <laughs> but the body never lies. So I've really learned to trust that as my compass. You know, they talk about gut instinct and it's, it's, it's along those lines. Would you have like one tip or a, like an easy first step to unplugging? Yeah. Uh, I mean, choose is the first one, but also, you know, breathe, like just be still and breathe, relax your body and consciously move your awareness into your body and, and you sit in your body and feel that, that energy, that spark, that frequency, that's you, that's uniquely yours that nobody else will have ever, ever, ever. It's, and, and really learn to get in touch with that, learn to know it, learn to embrace it, learn to be it. So the tip would be breathe, be still, and choose. Well, that seems very straightforward. <laughs> Again, um, the simplicity, but yeah. powerful. Yeah. Very powerful. We're really good at complicating things. Oh, oh <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I actually, I think I should teach a course in that, actually. Yes. That'd be really good. Tell me, tell everybody how they can find you, where they can find you. So yeah, I am most active on Facebook and Instagram. Facebook, my personal profile, Heather McGregor. I also have a Facebook group, a private group called The Quantum Portal. So we do all of this work in there. I do weekly trainings for free in there and all kinds of events. And then Instagram, I'm Quantum Tone, quantum.tone on Instagram. My business, I don't know if I even said this, it's called Quantum Tones. <laughs> I don't think yeah. I've even announced that. <laughs> I'll put that in the intro. Don't worry. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, so that's mostly where I hang out. And my website is heathermcgregor.ca for Canada. And I'm going to have all of that linked in the show notes as well for anybody who's interested in getting in touch or just kind of following from the sidelines until we get brave enough to uh, to engage. I do love your content and I do love... I love the new language. I love the new feel. I love all of this. It's really inspirational to oh, watch. I'm so grateful for this opportunity to actually to talk to you and to kind of pull that apart and dig a little deeper and find out how this all came about. Because I think 
I think it's amazing. And I hope, I hope it does you well until you iterate again. Until the next iteration. <laughs> until the next one. I don't think you stand still, but in that there's like this slow evolution that you don't see until you've gone through so many stages. Right. And I find you very inspirational that way. I love just, just watching and talking to you. And, mm. um, and I invite everybody to go and do the same. Mm. Thank Please. You. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on again today. I really appreciate it. Appreciate the time you take. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So nice to connect with you as well. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.